So today is the 2nd of January, 2021, and we've come here with the intention to build goodness. Many of us did the New Year's chanting to meet this new year from the 31st of December 2020 and then into 2021. And we see that this last year has passed already and even this year is beginning to pass away. That we're already on the second day of it. So the days and nights are constantly falling away and this is their nature. This quality of arising, lasting and ceasing is Dhamma. So this Dhamma is something that's already present. Um, It's just that the fully self-awakened Buddha, um, he became enlightened to this Dhamma, to the truth, to the nature of physicality and mentality. So we saw right into the heart of this truth, that things are in constant, they're not self. This was an amazing truth that he found, that no other being was able to find that. And there were many yogis, many ascetics before him who tried um, to find the highest Dhamma. And they uh, practiced meditation. They saw, contemplated into the suffering of the body. And they saw that whenever the mind is attached to any kind of physicality, then suffering will arise. So they developed jhana, these mental absorptions, very deep states of samadhi. But these states of samadhi were also inconstant. They too have to deteriorate. So they trained in them until they were very skilled. They could get into the um, rupa jhana the, and uh, arupa jhana, so form, the jhana with form and formless jhana. They got their minds into the highest states of absorption possible, but that wasn't able to take them to Nibbāna. But the Buddha, he found uh, the truth, this nature of inconstancy of stress and of not-self. And he saw that even the highest level of jhana, it's not able to destroy the defilements, it just suppresses them. Uh, but it can't keep them down forever. He contemplated and saw um, in a very deep and subtle way the connection between ignorance and suffering and what happens uh, that causes this stress to arise. Um, That there's this ignorance that is present and then sankharas and conditions come up and there's consciousness and contact and then feeling and then there's uh, craving and clinging becoming birth and then the various kinds of stress and suffering that we feel so this is uh, the process of dependent origination that he understood in his own mind and so we can look at our minds as well and see that whatever we're attached to will become a cause for suffering to arise. 
whatever it is uh, that we have as upadana towards, um, then stress will come up. So we're attached to physical things and mental things. We take this body to be me and mine. And when we do that, um, then suffering comes up. We get all stirred up and our lives become chaotic. So this practice, training ourselves and also developing goodness, it's a great blessing that we're giving to ourselves. It's um, a very good New Year's blessing. So normally during the New Year's, um, other people come and give us blessings, maybe from monks or from our friends, and this displays the kindness that they have towards us. But really the highest blessing that we can gain is that of wisdom. Um, this knowledge and skill, a wit. And this is a great uh, blessing that we give to ourselves. So when we talk about the new year, or anything that's new, in truth, are these things really new? And if we look carefully, what we see, is there anything old in them? We see that the sun rises and it carries on ascending through the sky until it reaches its zenith, and then it starts to fall. But if we look in another way, we see that it's just the world that's spinning around. And when it spins like this, it gives the impression of the sun rising and falling. But really it's just this turning of the world. And the truth of nature is like this. The time passes in this way. And so time constantly uh, passes by, and it swallows everything. It swallows all beings, all animals, all humans, and it even swallows itself. And every second it's swallowing everything up, all beings, all humans. And this is the nature of time to be like this, to consume everything, including itself. So this is something that's really obvious, something that's all about us, but why don't our minds understand it? Why don't they get it? We see all around us that things are born, and then after this they steadily deteriorate. Um, and that all the things in this world, they don't stay here for long, they're all temporary. We've seen this already, that all material things are of the nature to deteriorate, to constantly fade away. And once we have been born, we don't stay for long. But why are we still deluded about this? Why don't we have knowledge into these things? Do we see it clearly? It's because of the delusion that's present in our hearts. So we need to come and put in our efforts uh, to train, uh, to practice, to raise up the level of our minds so that they're able to gain wisdom. And this merit that we do, it gives us happiness, but it's only wisdom that's able to solve the suffering in our minds. So when I was staying with Lumpur Cha, he taught in a manner that was really easy to understand, but <clears throat> I was still a child, just a very new monk when I was with him, so I didn't really understand clearly what he was saying. <clears throat> he said that whenever we feel liking towards something, we tell ourselves it's not sure, it's inconstant. Whenever we dislike something, it's not sure, it's inconstant that all the feelings that arise in our minds, they will change. 
So are they me? Are they mine? We also need to be careful around rules and regulations that we or other people establish because sometimes people don't follow them and this may bring us suffering. And this is especially um, a problem for those who are managers, that it's natural that they want things to go completely perfectly, but this often becomes a cause for stress for them. So no matter how important things that we experience or the things that, uh, that are in this world are, um, letting go is more important. We may establish rules, but it's natural. People don't follow them, and this can give rise to problems. But we need to contemplate so that we're able to let go internally. We have good wishes that we want for people to be happy. We want for them not to suffer. We want people to be safe, to be strong, to be healthy. But sometimes we just don't get what we want. So we do need to be careful, and we need to let go. We see that it's the nature of things to be this way, that uh, things follow their karma. But we also don't just give up on the situation and be complacent um, or apathetic. We need to try to solve things externally as well, to try to have a lot of mindfulness. And it's especially important these days, in this current age, uh, that it's the nature of things to change with great speed. So we saw that last year and also this year as well. The change happened very, very quickly. And most of it happened in a direction that people didn't like. And that's because uh, this change, it brought harm to the things that people loved the most and were the most... Uh, possessive of, which is this life and this body of theirs. But if we look, um, we'll see that um, when we're born and when we have life, well, where is it that illness resides in? Do they reside in trees? Does sickness um, stay in soil or in water or in fire or air? Well, it's this very body here that illness resides in. And whenever we have life, then there's going to be um, sickness. Whenever we have a body we're born into, there's going to be illness of that body. And so other beings or other um, things live in this body as well. There are bacteria that uh, infest this body. We see whenever we have any organs, then there'll be problems that arise. So we have lungs that help us to breathe in and breathe out. But when we have lungs, there will be sickness of lungs. Um, tuberculosis, for example. And there are also bacterial infections that we can contract. Um, so there um, is danger in these lungs as well. So that's uh, what happens with the COVID virus. Um, but when this is passed, there'll be a new kind of illness that arises that will harm some other part of our bodies. And that's just how things are and have always been. Even before the Buddha's time, it was like this. But we see that 
even though there is this pandemic, um, still the population is increasing. It's not that uh, the human race is becoming extinct. So we see the danger here, the danger in this nature of decay, in this nature of ceasing, deteriorating. And if we um, have wisdom, then we'll see clearly into that. But if we're lacking in wisdom, then there'll be a lot of fear. And this will stir our minds and our lives up. But also, if people are too brave, then they become heedless. So we need to be cautious in a way that is getting things just right and in balance. need to have mindfulness. So this training of our minds to develop them in peace and in samadhi is something that's very important because that's what allows wisdom to arise. Um, the merit that we create is very good, but it's only wisdom that can fix or solve the suffering that we experience. And this wisdom is the very peak of merit. So just like uh, a raw piece of meat needs salt to cure it and to stop it from rotting, or other food items, they need coolness. We put them in the refrigerator to stop them from going rancid. Uh, and this is what we use uh, to take care of them so they last for a long time. And wisdom becomes the salt or this coolness that can take care of the goodness of our hearts. So in Buddhism, wisdom forms the very heart, the heart wood of this religion. And it's something that we do need to develop. And something that we need more now than ever so that we're able to take care of our lives, so that we're able to uh, develop our lives and live safely. But this wisdom and Easter rely upon a foundation, and that is the foundation of sila. We see that if people aren't collected in virtue, then their lives become very chaotic. In any country in which, uh, in which their population is lacking virtue, and things there are very difficult. And people do all kinds of um, unskillful activities. They go and gamble, for instance. And this creates a lot of uh, disruption in society. But we, however, are trying to abandon uh, evil acts, give rise to skillfulness, and bring the mind to brightness and purity. And the way that the mind becomes bright is through gaining insight into this nature of anicca, dukkha, anatta. This is the law of nature, the law of arising, lasting, and ceasing. And it's something that we should come to know with clarity. This is what makes the mind pure, through three, seeing into the nature of not-self, that things aren't me, they're not mine. Um, and this is the highest wisdom. When we gain this, uh, this, this highest Dhamma, we'll see that there's no one who is born, there's no one who dies. It's just elements following nature. And this is if we're talking in terms of vimuti or liberation, um, things are not self. But we can also use conventions, um, use this convention of self to communicate. 
So the act of studying the Dhamma is uh, the act of really of training our minds so that they develop wisdom, so they understand the truth. And when it, or no matter whether a Buddha is awakened or not, the truth is just this way. It's just the Buddha saw clearly into it. He became an arahant, a fully awakened being, all by his own efforts. So for us, we're very lucky, and we use this opportunity well. We sincerely, we should sincerely practice. And if our minds are lacking peace, then we chant a lot, we meditate a lot, so that we can get them into a state of peace. And we collect and restrain our actions of body and speech. And this gives rise to inner calm. And then wisdom can arise from that. But if there's a lack of inner peace, then wisdom just isn't able to arise. So we see that these minds, they like to think, but we don't want them to think. So why do they keep on thinking in this way? It's because the ignorance present within them is causing them to proliferate. That these minds are covered over and controlled by ignorance. And so we need to develop them, we need to cultivate them. Or in, if we talk about it um, in terms of modern language, we can say that we need to change the old information to new information. The old information is that which Avijja gave us. So we need to build a new program now. Um, change the old program, that of ignorance, into a new program of knowledge. So whenever our eyes see a form, our ears hear a sound, etc., um, then attachment arises and suffering comes up after this. So we need to follow this path of sila, samadhi, and banya um, and let go as best we can. And if we can let go, then suffering just isn't able to arise. So we need to have a mindfulness that is quick enough to stay on top of these things, a heart that is well established in samadhi. And if the mind is thinking a lot, then we just recite this word buddha, buddha, buddha many times until it stops thinking. It can be very difficult um, these days for this new generation because there's so much news about, especially this news about the pandemic. But it's not necessary for us to um, listen to so much of it. Because when people do, they're just not able to smile. Their faces become all tense just because of the stress that they're going through. Their brains are so stressed um, because they're receiving so much knowledge. There's all this information that's being put into them. And so there's no sense of ease that they have. But if we contemplate, we'll see that it's just natural for things to be this way. Anything that's born has to die. And whether we like it or we don't like it, then that's what happens. So we see that if we live, or if we stay on longer, then we live longer. And if we die, then we die. But we also shouldn't be heedless. We need to be cautious as well. We should try our best uh, to take care of ourselves. But after that, we need to let go. So we 
um, train our minds because these minds are what's most important. The sickness that only resides in the body, it can consume our bodies, but it's not able to consume the mind. So now we have this great opportunity to practice the Dhamma. We should use that to see the Dhamma and really train ourselves in this with sincerity. And the monks should contemplate into death every single day and ask ourselves, well, what age are we now? Um, and if we live to the age of 80, then how many years, months, and days do we have left? And we should count this. And we see that even though it's a new year, um, our lives, they're not new. And where are um, our lives walking to? Ever since we've been born, where are we heading to? The time that we have left is getting less and less. And so we should use this to see into the Dhamma. People in the world, they don't like hearing about this. Um, they just want to get good things. They only want to gain, to get uh, praise, to get status, to get happiness. And they think that uh, if they get this, then they'll just be happy. And they don't want to meet with loss, with criticism, with loss of status, with pain. Uh, but these qualities, they come in pairs. And these are the natural qualities of the world. So we see that nowadays, with so many people dying in many countries, um, there's no one to do funeral rites for them, and they just burn the body straight away. And uh, it's actually been this way uh, before as well. And when Lumpur Cha was practicing in the forest and he got malaria, uh, he took out his Baisuti, his uh, monastic uh, identity document, and was about to burn it so that no one would know who, knew, know who he was. And he thought, well, if he died, then he'll just die right there. He was willing to give up all these things, give up his life for the sake of the Dhamma. Um, that he really fought so much, had to pass through so many obstacles uh, to reach this Dhamma. So for us, we are either first generation or second generation disciples of his, so we should really be intent. And we should contemplate and um, bring our minds to peace. And this is the path that will allow us to see the Dhamma, that will allow us to gain wisdom. And through doing this, then we see the Buddha in our heart. That if we see the Dhamma, then we see the Buddha. And we attain to the Dhamma. We attain to this inner state of awakening. So may all of you train yourselves with sincerity.